Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this edition of the FritzCast. It is Saturday, December 14th, 2019. And it being December 14th means that there is only 11 days till Christmas. So that means that you gotta get your Christmas shopping done. You just gotta get it done. You have um, no other choice other than to get your Christmas shopping done. You have 11 days to do it. If you're expecting an ad that's going to teach you, that's going to tell you something that uh, you want to hear that that will help you knock out your Christmas shopping because you are a lazy bum, you're wrong. There is no ad. This is just me reminding you of the thing that you're trying to ignore in the back of your head that you still haven't got your Christmas shopping done, you bum. Uh, we we didn't have um I didn't put intro music in. Uh, because uh, I have our, our very special, somewhat weekly guest, Bernard Sanders here, who, um, you know, last week he, he did this little musical ditty, and then uh, he, he told me that uh, he had such outreach and it was so successful to him that, uh, you know, he wanted to come on and talk a little bit about it, and he wanted to do a special opening for the show. I am uh, <clears throat> I'm a bit perturbed and uh, a little weary of, of what could possibly happen, but uh, Bernie Sanders, how are you doing, sir? It's great to be here, in person, in the studio. Your office is very, very small, though, however. Uh, we're we're kind of crabbed in here. You've given me this, uh, this weird-looking microphone. I've never... This is like an old-school microphone. Uh... Yeah, I thought, where'd you get where'd you get this one from, and how come you get the fancy one behind the computer? You know that microphone, Bernie. That that's a very special microphone. Back when I worked on WorldWrestlingInsanity.com and I had my own audio show, this was like back in back in like very early high school. I worked for James Gutman on on World Wrestling Insanity. I had my own audio show, and that that microphone you're holding right there is actually. From Rock Band, but it's as you can see, it's a USB microphone. It plugs into the computer, you know. And uh, as far as why do I get this one? Well, this is my microphone. This is my command station. This is like this is my office number one. So I sit behind the computer. I sit behind, you know, the main mic. You know, I, I mean, I didn't even have to, you know, provide a mic for you for real. You've truly spoken like somebody who is privileged doesn't understand where I'm coming from. I mean, you get to talk into your microphone hands-free. I have to keep one hand grasping this thing like my life depended on it. And, like, I wobble in it out. Like, sometimes it's close to my mouth. See, look, look, I bumped it into my mouth. I'm sure it doesn't sound very good audio quality. I mean, you know, maybe just, uh, maybe you just want me to, you know, sit in the commander chair. You know, for a bit of, uh, you know, I, I think <clears throat> you should probably be, you know, just a just a tiny bit, you know, grateful that I even let you into this house. I mean, you did uh, weeks ago break into this house. <laughs> um, stop it! Stop well, it! I, you did it! You did it twice. I did. I, did, I, I, I explained that one time. You know, and I tried making you cups of coffee. I mean, you know, I was I was here to make cups of coffee for you and have a good discussion about. A, a political topic that I think you're misled on. Okay, that's a little bit ridiculous because, first off, you broke into my house. Like, I don't care if the window is open or whatever. 
I mean, you came into my house unwelcomed. Fine. Maybe if not, if maybe if not, we're, if we won't say you broke in, we'll say you came in unwelcomed. You were an unwelcomed guest in this household, and then you tried to make amends. You're, well, at least you're claiming right now. You tr- you tried to make amends by offering me coffee. It was my own damn coffee. I, I, you know, I think that you, I mean, you just need to calm down and realize that. You didn't have to bake coffee that day, did you? I made you a cup of coffee. We had a discussion. You asked me to leave. I left. But you, you you still sat down. And you still drank that coffee, didn't you? You know what? I did. I did still drink that cup of coffee. Right. How'd you feel after you drank that cup of coffee? I felt, uh... Felt like maybe I was a little hot-headed against you. <laughs> Trust me. If you broke into one of my three houses, I'd be pretty hot-headed too. Okay, well, you want to do an intro song? Like, what? What, what is? What is this thing like? What? What, what uh, do you yes, have in you mind? Know, what do you have planned? Yes, I'd, 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 I'd love to. I would love nothing more than to do this intro song. See, last week I did Bernie Meister Meister Burger, and it was—I mean, you know—it was, you know, it was like it was like a hit. It was like an instant classic. Like people were reaching out to me on Twitter. Uh, they were uh, d- direct messaging me. They were DMing me, and there was no unsolicited dick pics in that, if you know what I mean. You know, I just, people were genuinely impressed by the song. I don't know if you got any of that same feedback. I, you know, I, I didn't get any feedback on it like that. I mean, you know, maybe it's because you were singing or whatever, but, you know, I didn't, I didn't get that kind of feedback regarding it, but... I mean, if you say you did, you did. So, I mean, what does that entail for this week? Well, you know, uh, I was thinking in the same vein, you know, let's just, you know, let's stick to the Rankin Bass classics. You know, these are classic Christmas movies. And, uh, I, you know, I just, let's let's just keep going with it. This time, you know, the, this week, I mean, you know, you know the Koch brothers, right? Yeah, you you very often criticize the Koch brothers as the billionaire Koch brothers and all that jazz. I know the Koch brothers. Very, very good. You've been paying attention to the fact that they are the billionaire class and the ruler of the world. There's also another famous set of brothers at Christmas time. Don't you dare. Don't, don't I dare what? Don't you dare. That is a, that They are an iconic duo. They're a Christmas classic. No, I will not let you butcher... I will not let you butcher them like that in a song for no. Well, I don't know what to tell you because. Oh, you bastard. No, you cannot do this. Just shut up and listen. I'm Mr. Tax Christmas. Sounds kind of cringy. Number one. No, stop it. I'm Mr. Fair Giver. I make the billionaires run. Uh, not sure about they that. They call me Birdbizer. Whatever I touch. Oh, boy. Turns billionaires into mush. <laughs> wow. I'm too much. Really? You okay. want all the things I'm going to do for you? Listen to my minions. He's Mr. Where, where did you get minions? He's they all look like me. What? The billionaires. He's what the hell? Where the hell did you get the clones of me? Everything that you ever did. How? They call me Burfizer. Whatever I touch. You free things a bunch. <laughs> He's uh, too much. I question the legality of this. I know a way you'll get health care and never will pay a you cent. You always work this in the damn I'll show. I'll tax the billionaires 80. Are you serious? 9100%. Oh, crap. Oh, some like the tax is high, but I like them really high. 
majorly high. Make the billionaires never exist. You know, if the billionaires never exist, you're going to get free health care, free college tuition, cancellation of all your debt. All you got to do is the billionaires run. They call me the bird miser. Whatever I touch turns billionaires into mush. <laughs> He's too much. Thank you. It's very too much. It is very. Where the hell did you get minions that look like me? It's like about what's laid around your house. You know, a toothbrush, a hair. I mean, you're a hairy dude. It's everywhere. It's not that hard to, uh, you know, get some DNA and. No, I mean, you know, questionable legality, maybe, but, uh, you know, I thought it was a jaunty tune. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've noticed you thinking, you know, a little bit highly of yourself over stuff. You know, I mean, it was it was decent for a parody, but most of the stuff that you're singing in there is just nonsensical pandering. <laughs> All right, well, we'll see what happens as we start going through the primaries. And uh, as you will see, I will emerge as the Democratic nominee, you know. That's what's going to happen. Um, speaking of which, i got to get back on the campaign trail. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very thankful that you had me here. I'm thankful for you listeners every week listening to FritzCast so that I could systematically destroy his uh, silly-minded libertarian uh, limited government opinions and about how Medicare for All is the best thing ever and we need to instill it right now. Will we hear from you again before Christmas, Bernie? Well, I would, you know, just, uh, I would say to your listeners, uh, just stay tuned, uh, because I can pretty much, I've, I've proven now through two weeks that I am a mastermind. I'm like a weird owl of, uh, progressive Democrats now, so I could probably parody any Christmas song you could think of. Who knows what it's gonna be next week? You gotta tune in to hear this wonderful and every week I'm getting better every week it's like I'm, I'm I go to music lessons you know I talk to uh, Seth McFarlane a lot because he sings and family guy uh you know I think it's getting better so just stay tuned for that gotta go love you all bye well that's Bernie Sanders that was a you know he's he's a very interesting dude I don't know where he gets the time to write these parodies um on the campaign trail and all that I mean Especially because he has this false notion that he's like leading in the polls or something. He's really not. I don't, you know, I don't know if you ever saw the poll breakdown on this, uh, on this stuff. But uh, Bernie Sanders is not, um, not as powerful as he was in 2016, 2015, 2016 election cycle, according to Real Clear Politics. At least, anyway, some of the latest data shows the, uh, for instance, the South Carolina Democratic presidential primary. Uh, poll from the Post and the Courier has Biden at 27%, Warren at 19 and Sanders at 20 with uh, Booty Judge and a host of others in single-digit numbers. Uh, Thursday's polling from California, all right, this is California, big progressive California, still 21% Biden, 20% Sanders, 17% Warren, and then Booty Judge and the rest at single digits. Uh, Texas, Biden 35, Warren 13, Sanders 15, the rest single digits in Wisconsin, uh, Biden 23, Warren 16, Sanders 19, Buttigieg 15, surprising, and the rest in single digits. And then Wednesday, some of the bigger, heavier states like Iowa, uh, Judge is at 18, Sanders is at 22, Biden is at 23, Warren, 
Warren is at 12, Klobacher is at 10, and uh, the rest, single digits. New Hampshire is usually another big indicator one. That one, Booty Judge actually leads by 18, Biden 17, Sanders 15. But most of these polls, when you look at them, including um, the Economist, YouGov, Poe, Biden's ahead, 26, Warren's trailing uh, in the 21 range, and uh, Quinnipiac, Biden blows them out. If we go into some of these more prominent, more known pollings, uh, Politico, Biden at 30. Sanders is, is oftentimes not even the number two. Usually it's Warren, and then I just read this interesting article that uh, the more Warren is exposed to the voter body, the less popular she becomes in those polls, like it dips. And uh, one of the problems with that is, uh, as this article from The Hill suggests, uh, it was posted three days ago, Warren's wealth tax that her uh, campaign says will raise a ton of money, a uh, uh, study is showing isn't going to generate nearly as much as, as she suggests, or as, as her campaign suggests. Rather, uh, the, the article quotes, uh, quote, the wealth tax proposal from the White House hopeful is unlikely to raise as much revenue as the Massachusetts senator campaign claims it would, according to projections from the Penn-Wharton budget model released on Thursday. Warren has proposed a tax of 2% on net worth between $50 million and $1 billion and, tax of, and a tax of 6% on net worth above $1 billion. The campaign is projecting that the tax would raise $3.75 trillion in federal revenue over a decade. Not like, you know, in a year or two years or whatever, a decade. Based on estimates from the University of California, Berkeley economist Emmanuel Says and Gabriel Zuckman. PWBM, however, said that its best estimate is that Warren's proposed wealth tax would raise about $2.7 trillion over 10 years. That's almost exactly a trillion less, and that's without accounting for macroeconomic effects. Uh, Richard Prezanzano, director of policy analysis for a PWBM, said that the group used a different basic set data set from the Warren campaign and that his group has some stronger behavior built into its estimate. In their report, the researchers with PWBM said that their $2.7 trillion revenue projection includes the effect of foregone revenues due to tax avoidance, which includes both legal responses by taxpayers to reduce their tax exposure as well as illegal evasion. PWBM estimates that if there was no tax avoidance, Warden's wealth tax would raise $4.8 trillion over 10 years. While if there was extreme tax avoidance, the tax would only raise $1.4 trillion. Which, I gotta say, that, that, that approach is a better approach than, than what some of these guys do. Sanders, Warren, they all talk about the billionaires, the top tenth of 1%, uh, avoiding their tax burdens. And then um, they say, well, they're gonna fix that because they're gonna tax net worth income, you know, or, ne or net worths. You're going to tax people's net worths, which, I mean, I guess they don't even have a fun, fundamental understanding of what net worth means. Because it's not like it's money in pocket or whatever. 
You know, it's not like they're waltzing around with $4.7 billion in their pocket. But I digress. The the thing that you always hear, and, and that that's what that's why I criticize them more as pandering fools than anything else. And and when I say that, I mean like I, I think that probably about seventy five percent of what they're saying is literally just to get you hooked so you'll vote for them. Um, I truly believe that. I don't believe, um, you know, there, there's some genuity there, um, but a lot of it is is to get the votes. A lot of it is is to dangle out some bait out there. You know, this is what the government can do for you. And what's the accountability on that? Well, you vote them out if they if they freaking lied to you or if they don't accomplish what they said they were going to do. Or, in this day and age, it's basically they say, oh, well, the Republicans obstructed it and it didn't work, so, you know, that's why it didn't work. But honestly, it's because um, our tax system is so red-taped, overbloated, has entitlements, has deductions, has this, this all this, there's so many different loopholes and stuff that, that factor into it as well, that... um. There, there, there's always like these unintended or unthought of consequences. If they wanted to legitimately take on the tax system, they would be talking about extreme tax reforms in 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 the vein of ripping apart the tax code. Now, some people out there probably think the tax code is seventy thousand pages. There's probably other people who would cite a Vox article that disputes that. Um. <clears throat> In 2017, at least, they, they, they posted an article that disputed it. Uh, but in their dispute of it, they don't actually, you know, dispute it. They say, quote, The only problem with the claim that it's 70,000 pages is false. As of 2014, the tax code was only about 2,600 pages long. The claim that it's 70,000 pages is based on including tens of thousands of pages about the tax code that a reasonable person would never think of as being part of the tax code itself. Well, that means it's part of the tax code itself, idiots. So, there's that. Uh, and then they go on and say, More to the point, there's literally nothing the Ways and Means Committee could do to reduce the 70,000-page figure. They're, they've, they, they're being hugely misleading here. The best explanation of the issue comes from my friend Andrew Grossman, a tax attorney at the Joint Committee on Taxation, who debunked the 70,000 claim in Slate three years ago. He deals with the tax code all day, every day, so he knows whereof... He speaks on this matter. The Internal Revenue Code, as published by companies like Thompson Reuters and CCH, takes up a little over 4,000 pages. The last page of the 2016 Thomas Reuters edition is 4,132. But the page numbers also jump suddenly from 527 to 1,100, or 1,001. And the code includes all past tax statutes, not just current laws. When you take that into account, the current code is only around 2,600 pages. Still too many freaking pages for a tax code. The 70,000 number adds to the IRS regulations and revenue rulings, 6,350 more pages, and and most importantly, case law covering court procedures surrounding the tax code, which is, I don't know if you knew this, that's the law that factors into the taxes. Point is, whether it's 70,000 pages or 2,600 pages, it's still a ridiculous amount of pages for a law. If, if Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, the Democrats, progressives, Republicans, if any of them were serious about the whole tax code thing, 
they would be proposing something a la Ted Cruz 2016, where he talked about how you would be able to file your your taxes on um on like a postcard. We would uncomplicate the system. We would uncomplicate the system. We would take away deductions. It would be like flat taxes all around. There'd be no deductions. There'd be no tax credits, you know. And some people criticize me when I go into that, you know. Things like a child tax credit, it's not 20 it's not, you know, 2000 or 3000 dollars that you get written off in your taxes. It's 2000 to 3000 dollars that the government is giving you just as a credit. Which doesn't make any sense. You would figure that would just get written out of what you would owe in taxes. So you would just have more money. But I digress. That's tax code. That's tax law. It's blah, 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 blah. And that's my stance on that jazz. Now, in this past week, the House has voted on the articles of impeachment for Donald Trump. I don't know if you knew that. Article 1 of the resolution... Impeaching President Donald J. Trump for abusing his powers. The clerk will call the roll. Mr. Cohen. Aye. Mr. Cohen votes aye. Mr. Johnson of Georgia. Aye. Mr. Johnson of Georgia votes aye. Mr. Deutsch. Aye. Mr. Shabbat. No. Mr. Shabbat votes no. Mr. Gomert. My vote is no. Mr. Gomert votes no. Chairman, may I ask how I'm recorded? How is the gentleman recorded? Mr. Gomert, you are recorded as no. Yeah, I want to make sure. Chairman, there are 23 ayes and 17 noes. The article is agreed to. The question now is on Article 2 of the resolution, impeaching President Donald J. Trump for obstructing Congress. The clerk will call the roll. Mr. Radcliffe votes no. Ms. Roby? Yes. Ms. Roby votes no. Is there every member of the committee who wishes to vote voted? Clerk will report. I give notice of intent to file dissenting these. Notice is heard. Without objection, the committee is adjourned. That was from the New York Times. Just a little brief overview of the articles of impeachment, which they are, which the uh, Judiciary Committee voted yes on. Uh, 23 to 17, strictly along partisan lines, meaning that the Democrats all voted yes for the articles and all Republicans voted no for the articles. Uh, And the House is expected to vote on this Wednesday. This week coming up. Right now it's expected that that House vote will be yay. And it will move forward to the Senate. Where Trump would stand trial in the Senate in the new year. It would happen sometime in January 2020. After we uh, get things kicked off and started for for 2020. And in that case uh, the Supreme Court's Chief Justice would preside over that trial in the Senate. That it was uh, that is John Roberts. So that is that's all looking to line up. That's looking like it's going to go down, and uh, much like we've predicted, or much at least that I've believed, you know, if, if it goes to the Senate, I don't really unless some unless something really changes uh, between now and then, which I don't see happening. Uh, we're we're going to have another dog and pony show that's broadcast uh, because you know the. the I'm not. I'm one of those people who says yes. The 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 conduct of Donald Trump is questionable and definitely impeachable. And when you get into these arguments, people go well. They go into whataboutism and they go into finger pointing, and it becomes a shit show. Much like the uh, actual hearings are, if you watch any of them, 
I said this like a week or so ago, maybe a couple weeks ago. I said if you watch any of these proceedings on TV, it's a dog and pony show. Um, I'm glad that we have things like C-SPAN and like CBS News and other things who will actually who will actually run the feeds and show what's going on inside uh, the, the Senate chambers. Uh, you know, while they're having these debates, while they're having these hearings. But at the same token, it is. Uh, it's a devil in disguise because everything becomes this grandois uh, theater, so to speak. Everything becomes this dog and pony show, and there's a lot of grandstanding. There's a lot of people trying to have their, you know, it's like it, it strictly reminds me of Cory Booker's "I Am Spartacus" moment, where he manufactured himself trying to look like a hero. During the, uh, I believe it was the Kavanaugh hearings, but it was really just a waste of time. <laughs> it was a waste of time, and he accomplished nothing because he fabricated. Uh, he fabricated as though he were breaking and violating the rules of the house, and he was like falling on his sword. And some people, some people eat this shit up. They they see it, they love it, they don't think about it they don't look into it further they just are caught up in the moment of it and and so is it effective it's not really effective i mean cory booker is not leading in any polling for his presidency run i can tell you that much so and kamala harris dropped out so her grandstanding didn't really take either um that's the that's what's going to happen i mean if if it goes to impeachment and it's going to go into impeachment i will end up watching the court proceedings because it's like it's this big thing. It's only happened like three or four times in United States history, and so you, it's like you gotta watch that if you're a nerd like me, uh, a history buff of sorts, and you're into politics like this. Like I gotta watch it, but I know watching it is going to be ni- mind-numbingly like ridiculous because that's how these things are. Now, that's how our politicians are. That's how politics is in Washington, D.C., and that's part of why we have this program and we discuss these things and we do it from my libertarian-ish perspective. You know, I never, you know, not going to pass the libertarian purism test. Those are like the worst tests to have to try to pass. But that's what it's looking like. It's looking like... uh it's not going to be a holly jolly Christmas for Donald Trump and uh, the the GOP, as it were. Um, but it's also not going to be a holly jolly Christmas for the Democrats because this probably ends in a non-removal of the president, which means that everything that's been going on over the last year has just been a giant wasteful endeavor if you know what I mean. Everybody's getting coal for Christmas in their stocking. And if you tell me I'm getting coal for Christmas in my stocking, well, I like barbecue. More coal means more barbecue. And also, why is all this coal getting handed out? I thought you guys were all about the Green New Deal and saving the environment and crap. Oh, speaking of that, Greta Thunberg got selected as Time Magazine's Person of the Year. Now, there's lots of people who want to get into, you know, we're, we're ridiculous. That's what we do. We we say asinine things and we make fun of kids. Um, I'm not gonna do that. She's she's what 16 years old or whatever. I think Time Magazine selecting her as Time's Person of the Year is a, is a just a tad ridiculous, considering who is in the who's in the mix. Who could have been selected? 
um, because while while this you know little girl is is being uh, toured around the world, talking about how her childhood was stolen from her, when there's kids that don't even have drinking water in Africa and other Middle Eastern countries where they're getting bombed every day. You know, those kids have their childhood stolen from them. They don't get carted around the world getting to see all these world leaders and speaking about, you know, the environment. You know, uh, the the other thing is that, like, the, the Hong Kong protesters were in the mix for Time Magazine's Person of the Year. They've done that before. What was it, last year they picked, uh, oh yeah, they picked the press as the people of the year. Uh, so this this time, you know, Greta Th- Thunberg... You could have had the Hong Kong protesters. Those are, those are people who are like fighting and dying in the streets right now for freedom against, you know, an oppressive large government in China that, by the way, doesn't play by this whole climate change rule crap. They actually are some of the leading contributors in pollution in the world, you know, but, you know, they're allowed to be, apparently they're allowed to be in like the Paris Accords and have less standards thrown at them because, you know, inclusion and stuff. You know, I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs. I don't know some of the nuances of that stuff. But, I, you know, if somebody speaks out or criticizes time for picking Greta Thunberg, like, there, there's one thing between legitimately criticizing it because, you know, you had the Hong Kong protesters in the mix. You had other people in the mix. Uh, for, for things that they've done that are fantastic. And it's like, it's more like, you know, at, at this point, I would argue that uh, Greta is more of like a, a political elitist of sorts. Everybody knows her name. She's been in the UN. Um, she gets pushed by the media. You know, it's one of those things that like you don't like her and she'll get shoved down your throat. That type of thing. You know, and, and you'll notice in my criticisms there, I never said anything that she was saying was wrong per se. Never said uh, she shouldn't be doing what she's doing. I mean, she's skipping school and all that to go around the world and do this stuff, whatever. You know, and, and in in some cases, her speaking out, you know, like like being a 16-year-old girl and, and standing up and speaking out, it, it, there's some bravery there. I just don't see it as Time Magazine Person of the Year. But, you know, at the same token, it's Time Magazine's Person of the Year. Adolf Hitler was Time Magazine's Person of the Year. Stalin was Person of the Year. Person of the Year doesn't necessarily mean that this person is to be revered as the best person ever. You know, sometimes it's just this person's making the biggest splash, whether in a positive or a negative way. So there's that. There's that ridiculousness, too. So, uh, with that being said... Uh, I've had a busy week. I'm getting ready to take uh, another bout of, of leave, so I'm going to be off for a little bit. So uh, i got some plans for the next uh, a couple episodes of, of FritzCast, so keep your eyes peeled for that. Uh, we're going to catch up on these on these impeachment hearings and uh, start uh, really diving in, get some juice going on that. And uh, we, we do potentially have a, a guest coming on in the next episode of FritzCast as well. So, guys, thanks for listening. You can follow along with me on Twitter at FritzQS, F-R-I-T-Z-Q-S, Facebook.com slash TheFritzCast, and I'm also on Sarcasm and Liberty on Facebook as well. I'm a moderator of sorts of that page. And they're my friends too, so follow them on Twitter, Sarcasm and Liberty. Uh, And if you need to get in contact... 
Let's try that again. If you want to get in contact with me, it's fritzcastpodcast at gmail.com. Remember, I love you guys. Have a good weekend. And I'll see you next week.